Welcome to Build Your Maverick Business, the podcast for underdog, outlier, and renegade entrepreneurs. If you dream of going off on your own and launching your rebel empire, but don't know where to start, you're in the right place. We'll teach you how to use mindset, branding, and practical advice to build a killer business and transform your world. And now, here's your host, Alex Pitt. Well, hello there. Welcome back. Hope everyone's doing well, pals. I would just like to start by saying thanks so much to everyone who sent me really nice messages about the last two episodes of the podcast, about my big announcement. I've had some really, really sweet messages from everyone saying congratulations, saying, oh, that's so brave. Can't wait to see what happens next for you. Really, really lovely of you all. I I have to admit, right, I recorded and put these episodes out in the last couple of weeks because I thought it was well-timed to sort of do this as a big official announcement for this year. But I'd made this decision sort of two thirds of the way through last year. So in my mind, this happened ages ago. It's kind of like, I don't know, getting congratulated on your newborn baby when you've got a three-year-old at home. But it's been (laughs) really, really sweet to have so many messages of support. And I think that it has lit a fire under a few of you. I think a few people have kind of thought, oh, fuck, scene. Maybe I'm not doing exactly the right thing. Sorry about that. But hey, whether you do something about it or not, totally up to you. But thank you so much. I'm really, really touched by all of the messages that I've received by way of support. I think the most common one that I've had so far, and this was definitely more before I did the podcast when I was talking to people one-on-one, I sort of told the story that I've told you all now and said, yeah, so I'm, I'm shutting down my agency. And the first thing that everyone said was, oh, what? You're shutting down Strange? What do you mean? What are you going to do instead? And I'd say, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to turn the podcast into its own thing. I'm going to create this like Maverick Academy with loads of business lessons. And they were like, oh yeah, that makes a hell of a lot more sense for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. We're all on the same page. Pleased to hear it. Thanks everyone. Anyway, what I want to talk to you about this week is actually something that I'm actively working on now. So very relevant. And of course, I'm not just going to go straight in and tell you what the business lesson is. Am I fuck? I'm going to tell you a silly story about my life first. And that silly story that I'm going to tell you is built around an Instagram account that I have become somewhat stalker level obsessed with. It is a clothing brand, a clothing brand that I was not aware of until I got a targeted ad. So shout out to whoever's running their social media account because you got me hook, line and sinker. Obsessed with this brand. Now they sell dresses. They sell dresses, but not just any dresses. These dresses are a woman's fucking dream, or at least a woman in her 30s who appreciates practicality. I have moved beyond the realms of your boohoo, Fashion Nova, Shein, fast fashion, tat. I'm a bit older now, I appreciate quality. And these dresses, oh my, I'm gonna tell you about them. I'm gonna tell you about these dresses, right? First of all, they all have pockets. They all have pockets and they're like hidden pockets. So imagine like a cute little simple nipped in at the waist dress. Just put your hands in your pockets. You're chatting away to someone in a pub garden. You're feeling a little bit socially awkward. You've only got a gin and tonic in one hand. What do you do with the other one? Pockets. So that's the first thing my dress wearing listeners know. Secondly, the neckline changes. So you can wear it either front ways or back ways. And if you wear it front ways, the neckline is nice and low. And if you wear it the other way around, it's church friendly. It's grandma friendly. It's nice and high up by the collarbone. They are double 
all lined so that you can't see through them if the light is shining. None of that flimsy fabric that might as well be crepe paper. Oh no. They also, they also, and I love this as a five foot 11 woman, they have a tall range so that if I wear one and I bend over, Johnny Public won't see what I had for lunch. Holy shit, right? This is, I think this is every woman's dream. Probably not. I'm probably exaggerating, but super high quality, lovely, practical dresses. Now with these wonderful garments, obviously comes a much higher price tag than I would usually pay for a dress. Reassuringly expensive. I know that I'm getting a good quality item of clothing. However, I am in a financial position right now where every single penny is tracked and counts. I have mentioned before that I am engaged. I'm planning a wedding at the moment. And I feel like everyone did tell me, but I didn't listen when they said that weddings are really expensive. Irritatingly so. Back in my full-time working days, I used to do a lot of shoot production. And a lot of the venues that we've been approaching, I know how much they cost to hire for a photo shoot. They times that by about five or six when they hear that you're getting married, the cheeky fuckers. So everything is very expensive when it comes to planning weddings. And we are having to be very conscious with our spending. Don't get me wrong, we're still planning a few trips. We're still having nights out at the pub, but we're just paying a lot more attention. I'm also building up a war chest of investment to put back into Build Your Maverick business. That's just sensible. Got to spend money to grow a business. So do you know what my fiance would say to me? <laughs> what Joe would say if I went and spent three figures on another plain black dress? to add to my mountain of plain black dresses. If I went and spent all that money on an item of clothing when I have a deep, dark corner of the wardrobe with other black dresses with the label still on, I don't think if I'd still need to plan a wedding at that point. So that's out of the window for now. As much as I love this brand, as much as I binge everything that they put out there, every single video, I am not yet in a position to buy from them. I desperately want to. So obsessed am I with this product. I'm a fan of theirs now. And when the time is right, I will splurge. They will reap the benefits of all of the content that they put out to keep me warm and interested until that time comes. Now, this is true of so many other things I've spent money on, particularly within my business and the way that I reinvest in my business. When I was running Strange, I purchased courses, masterminds, books, all sorts of things from other business owners in order to get better at my craft, to grow my business, to fix little problems that I saw I needed some development in. And some of those things I bought are thousands of pounds. They were big investments. They're not the sort of thing that you just wake up one day and throw money at. Conscious decisions, conscious purchases. And it took a good couple of years of me following the social accounts of the people selling these courses and masterminds. I would read all of their emails. I would read case studies of other students. I would hang out in their groups, in their communities. I would be constantly aware of what they were doing and what they were selling, despite not yet being in the position to buy from them. Because the truth is only a small percentage of your audience are ready to buy anything from you right now. Now, if you Google this, there's a load of resources on what the actual figure is. It's debated, but it's around three to 5% of people in your audience who are aware of you, who follow you, who have opted to follow what you're doing, who have chosen to be a part of your audience and who consume your content, only three to five percent of those people are actually in a position to say, here, take my money. That's really quite tiny. So if you've got a thousand people on your mailing list, only about 30 to 50 are ready to buy what you're selling. If you've only got 100 followers on Instagram, that's like three to five people. And let's be honest, most of us get our friends and family to follow us for moral support when we first start out. So realistically, 
there's not enough data there to know how many people actually are engaged and who are ready to buy. So if you're getting disheartened because you're constantly putting stuff out there and you're not getting the return that you want, here's a few things that you need to bear in mind, okay? First of all, you need to focus on audience growth. Shock, horror, I know. Now I must point out, I do not fucking mean buying followers. If you buy followers on Instagram, RIP your entire business. What the fuck? No. Don't ever do that. All that happens if you do that is the percentage of engagement you'll actually get will be so low, Instagram will pick up on it and it will just stop showing your stuff to people who are actually interested. Buying followers is a very stupid vanity exercise. Please never do it. But if you grow an audience of people who are actually genuinely interested in what you're selling, whether or not they're in that position to buy yet, if they fall into the other 95, 97%, quick maths, then wonderful. Simple mathematics. The bigger number of people in your audience, the higher that three to five conversion rate will go. But the other thing to remember is that the other 95% of people, the other 95 odd percent of people, they have chosen to follow you. They are the equivalent of me following this woman who creates these wonderful dresses. They are interested in what you're selling. They have opted in to hear from you. They're just not ready yet. And I think it's something that we're all very guilty of as business owners at one point or another is that it's really difficult to stay consistent when you're not seeing those results yet. If you're only getting a really small amount of conversion, it feels really disheartening. So that's where a little bit of faith comes in, my loves. A little bit of faith. Even if it's quiet, even if you feel like no one's really listening, if you keep putting stuff out there, keep putting out content, keep posting, keep sending your emails, keep engaging with those people, you will insert yourself in the forefront of their minds and build that desire. I know it feels a bit shit sometimes. It does. It feels like screaming into the abyss. Feels like throwing all kinds of shit at the wall and nothing sticking. But I hope that hearing those figures is somewhat of a comfort because so many of the problems that I faced when I was running Strange was that it felt like pissing in the wind. right? You ever have that feeling like you would walk in any direction for any length of time if you knew that you were going the right way? Focus on growing an audience of people who actually care about what you're doing, who are actually interested, whether or not they're ready to buy just yet. And I promise you will get to where you're going. All right, loves, that's it for me for this week. I should probably go do a wardrobe clear out, shouldn't I? (laughs) Have a wonderful week and I will catch you here next time. If you love what you're hearing in this podcast, but you are still yet to start that rebel empire of your own, I've got something that might help. Head over to the show notes of this episode where you will find a free seven-step action plan to kickstarting your first side hustle. It's got pretty pictures, it's got activities. What more could you want, my loves? Get it downloaded, try it out, let me know how you get on.